Welcome to the Overcoming Writer's Block podcast, episode number 130. Writer Jody Picot is quoted as saying, You can always edit a bad page. You can't edit a blank page. (laughs) Very wise words. Well, today, Judy and I talk about blank page syndrome. We get into three strategies to help when the writer is ready, the materials are waiting, but no words are flowing. Welcome to the Overcoming Writer's Block podcast. I am your host, Lisa Hoffman. Has someone ever told you that you should write about an experience, but you're not sure if your writing is good enough? Do you have a story to tell, but are anxious about its success? Have you thought about writing a memoir, but worry about being judged or criticized? Are you interested in writing a book, but feel stuck and overwhelmed by the writing, editing, and publishing process? Well, I'm here for you. Every week on this podcast, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my stories, and offering tips on how you can overcome writer's block. Sometimes my fellow sidetrack sister, Judy Goodson, will join me to offer advice. Other times, I'll interview interesting and creative people to inspire you on your journey. So, here we go. Hi, Judy. Lisa, it's so good to see you. Another green glasses. Thank you. Thank you. You know, they are my thing these days. Yeah, they look really good on you. (laughs) I know mine are boring, but they're prescriptions. So I'm not going to buy 10 pairs of prescription glasses, even though I like when you change them off. So, well, I only change out my glasses now when I can't find them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your dad used to have that problem. We sent him home at lunchtime when we had the furniture store and he looked in his recliner and I think he came back to work with seven pairs. No doubt. (laughs) And what's happening to me is I'm getting older and my eyes are getting, I don't know how they're getting worse exactly. Last time I went to the eye doctor, they said that I didn't need regular glasses, but my prescription for my, my, my numbers for my readers was going higher. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know... That's hard because I'm in that in-between stage. But the yeah, thing that I more noticed, magnification. Yeah. I hate not being able to see what I eat. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think if I don't wear my glasses, the, whatever I'm eating doesn't look crisp. It looks fuzzy. <laughs> I hate that. I, I don't like not being oh, able to I see never thought eat. about that. You know, the thing with me is I just always wear my glasses, so I don't notice you know, like things of that nature, but that's so true. I'm sure I would want to put my glasses on to eat because you never know what might be in there, you know? (laughs) Well, that's not, that's not it. I just want to see, you know, food can be a a full experience and well, even if it's just macaroni and cheese, it's still, I like being able to see what what I'm eating for whatever reason. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Well, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today though. So let's move on. (laughs) I like our topic for today, and it's so easy for me to do. It's just we're going to work on writing badly. Yes, (laughs) and how it's okay to write badly. I think lots of people don't write because they are, Yet, I think sometimes it starts with they've been told somewhere along the line in school that they aren't, they've never gotten any kudos Mm -hmm. for 
writing well, or maybe they went to school with somebody who was known as a good writer and they compared themselves to that person. It's like, yeah, they're a good writer. I was actually told by my senior English teacher that I would never make it through college because I would flunk freshman English at the university. Mm. And I think if I really get strong and analytical with myself, that was a big part of my reason for not going to college. And when I went back to school at the ripe old age of 41, the first class I took was English. Freshman English. And I did so well in it. And I thought that teacher was dangerous because I could have had a degree in a profession all these years, but because she was so firm about it. I mean, we actually went through a process. I had the other English department um, head grade all of my papers that had to do with essay or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And whoever gave me the best score, that's what I got on my grades because I almost flunked senior English in my first semester. Because she didn't like me. And she didn't like you because? Well, first of all, I was engaged. And she thought she was a spinster. And she thought that was just awful. And I liked to, I I had long hair. And I liked to put my hair up and play with it. I wore makeup. She didn't. Everything about me offended her. Hmm. And mom even came to talk to her because dad wasn't available dad always did the talking and mom came out of that interview with her and said judy i don't know what to tell you she doesn't like you so you're just going to have to figure out something but yeah and so what i my point is i thought that i was a terrible writer and Mm -hmm. it was only well when did you and i work together that was Was the late 90s yeah, that was after Matthew was born. Mm-hmm. So I was, was in like my, was I was 40s. in my forties before I realized that I could do that. I could, you know, and yet I had written some pieces in other classes that I had given, gotten some rewards for. But you know how it is. You always remember the bad stuff. You seldom remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. What is it? Something like you have to hear good words like seven or eight times mm-hmm. something like that one bad word yes and you remember it for life you know yeah. so you oh, know yeah. this the story i just told you was devastating to me mm-hmm. and it was so much fun when in my 40s i had a, a english teacher she was so strong she was very good and and she would just support me in every writing i did she entered me in writing contests she did all kinds of stuff it was so cool Mm -hmm. and i thought wow all these years i've thought i was just a terrible writer Hmm. wow well you know i think you know as i've i've kind of done a little research about people um and people who have become accomplished in authorship and in in writing um there is a certain comfort level that some very well-known writers have with writing poorly Mm -hmm. and not caring whether or not they write poorly because i don't know why that would be because it's a starting point perhaps well you said it to me earlier it's much easier to edit a poor writing than it is to edit a blank page. Mm-hmm. And that's right? one of the quotes that um, I'm going to be referencing in our 
in our um, our podcast uh, blog or you know snippet about it is a a quote by Jody Picot, who's mm-hmm. a, a writer that we love to read. Mm-hmm. She said, "You might not write write well every day, but you can always edit a bad page. You can't edit a blank page." Mm-hmm. Like. I think that's so true. So that's a huge, a huge statement there because that says, yeah, it it says it all. It's like a blank page is a blank page. There's nothing to help you with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you just write down your thoughts, even if they aren't maybe cohesive or in order, or maybe the phrases are run on sentences, you know, you can always correct that stuff, Mm -hmm. but getting your thoughts, thoughts out of your head and onto the paper is a requirement. Yeah. And I don't think I ever had that desire as a child or as a kid to be a writer or to be somebody who, um, you know, focused on writing on my life. But when I became an adult, I developed that sense of I had something to say or something I wanted to get down on the page. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed the feeling. I enjoyed the process of doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was then that I just enjoyed doing it for my own sake. It's mm-hmm. like somebody who likes to doodle just because they like to doodle. I like right. to write in a journal because I like to write in a journal. It it didn't mm-hmm. have any particular goal in and of itself. I just loved the doing doing it. And then it kind of morphed. I became more of a storyteller and and I started thinking about things that happened in my life and how I could put that down in words and it kind of developed. One of the things that probably hindered me from both in high school and in college from considering myself a writer was I had a real sense of, um, of, um, what is it called when you put things off until the last minute? Procrastination. Procrastination. And so anytime I had an English class, it wasn't like my son Caden does. Caden, he has an essay that's due about something. He'll do the first paragraph today. He'll have it all planned out. He works on the second paragraph, the, you know, the, the body on the next day. He does it all in little parts and then he just puts it away. No pressure. And then he gives himself time to edit. He has time to fluff. I mean, one time he had a big project due in high school on his senior um, English class. He had me edit it several times. Um, you know, he, he 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 does things a little bit at a time. And how much more joyful and how less stressful that is for for him. But well, I envy him. Stuff. I envy him. I'm just Never. the opposite. Yeah, I was the and kid up when all he night. Got, then when he got a 98% on it, he got two points taken off. The teacher didn't tell him where he got the two points taken off. He's like, why did I get two points taken off? You know, because he was so good. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so then he's like, that was a really good writing, you know, and he knew it was really good. And I thought it was great. And, uh-huh. but I never did that. So it was only after school that I started going, I like this writing thing. Mm-hmm. Um it was kind well, of like and- the same with writing or, or running for me. I, I did run a little bit in school, but I was never one of those those kids that that the coach or the teacher ever focused on because I wasn't one of the best, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always something I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a never for me. I was never a runner and I never will be. But I love <laughs> I love fast walking and you know stuff mm-hmm. like that, walking the dog. Yeah, I think that. For me, writing in a journal has been so interesting because I'm a person who doesn't always know exactly what I'm thinking. Mm. 
you know, it's like I process and I hear things other people say, and I kind of put that in the equation. But when I write, it's like I'm always fascinated mm -hmm. with what I think. Because mm -hmm. when you write, there it comes, you know, there it oh. is, and it's so all you, put together. You, you don't know what you're thinking until you get it down on paper. Yeah, that's right. That's a, a really it's... important way to process things. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, just kind of getting into the meat of our conversation today. I want to kind of we we we're we're kind of getting onto the side. We're sidetracking ourselves, Judy, from what we talked about. What we oh, were no, going to talk not about. That. <laughs> not so us. What I what I want to get into, you know, we're, not where we've been, but how we deal with it now. Yeah. Um, I think there are three things that I want to cover here today in our conversation. I okay. want to talk about how it's good and how it feels to be a beginner at something. I want to talk about having a playful attitude and I want to get into being open to pleasant surprises because I think those are all really relevant to where our listeners um, and the people that follow us are probably in their writing journey or relevant to them why they're having a problem with that blank page syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes up until now, they haven't given themselves permission, for example, to have a beginner's mind. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, maybe today is the day to say, <laughs> all right, Lisa said it worked for her to be a beginner. And yeah. I didn't really start writing until I was in my 40s. I mean, I wrote yep. a few pieces along the way in school that were okay. But it was so fascinating because, oh, the first stuff was, it was pretty, I wouldn't call it awful, but it was, a lot of it was boring or it was bland or it was not, um, maybe using redundancies and run-on sentences and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things where as a beginner, You've at got least... got to start somewhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then when you pick that up later and you read it over, you go, darn, that's actually, that's, that's pretty insightful. Yeah. It's not so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, we've done recently so many beginners things just during this podcast, you know, mm. being willing to start out as a beginner. And, and it's interesting because this is like the fourth, the third iteration of kind of where we're going with this podcast. You know, at first mm -hmm. we were doing interviewing and talking with the four of us, the four sidetrack sisters. Mm -hmm. And then I totally jumped into interviewing writers and mm -hmm. memoirists. And then mm -hmm. we became just the you and me, you know, just talking to people about writing. And now mm -hmm. it's going to get more mixed up. We're going to have a little bit of, of interviews and a little bit of us. And so you know, if you don't have a beginning, how do you enhance it? How do you make yes. it better? You know, and you don't have to expect to be a beginner forever, you know, but you do have to expect to have some beginners. I don't know problems are, are expect you know to be to be not not the best writing um and well, that's think okay of, think of anything that you do now that you do well and think about when you first started mm -hmm. I mean I love to water ski but I sure remember the first day it was not pretty <laughs> you? It, you know it's there's oh yeah I, I even remember the the song that was playing on the radio it was don't let the sun catch you crying by jerry puckett and the union gap so it was like yeah i mean it was very <laughs> traumatic because i was really awful um but i was a beginner yeah and that mm -hmm. didn't last too long because my interest was strong well, so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and and okay. even just more recently last week i did my first um instagram 
not alive, not a story, um, real. I did my first Instagram reel. Good and, for you. Um, Congratulations. Was that the one I told you I saw? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was my first one. And it did not. I mean, it was like I watched it and it was the hardest thing to pre- press send because it was like, oh, my face. How come I look so weird in this? You know, and and my voice, it was like <laughs> I thought I was talking so slowly and, and it just all the different things. I was like, OK, I had already taken like 10 takes and it was like, this is my first. It was, will not be my last, but I can't I have to I have to say um, I was doing a program one time and the person who ran the program said that you have to be willing to do B plus work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's something that, that constantly went through my mind was, okay, I think this is B plus work. Now this is not a minus or a plus this is B plus. I'm going to be able to improve from this, but I need mm-hmm. to stop now. Because I don't think on today's, in today's thing that I'm working on, it's going to get any better than this. I think today I'm capable of B plus work and that's going to be okay because I'm going to continue to improve. You know, it's kind of like the the label that you guys like to put on me. Don't overthink it. You know, sometimes you just have to let it go, <laughs> let it be. And I, I mean, that's been a huge lesson for me just in the last few years that I've been back mm-hmm. in Beaver Dam and back with my sidetrack sisters is yep. don't overthink it. You know, yes. you can absolutely, you could have done 35 takes and it wouldn't have been as good as that 10th one you did and let it go, you yep. know, mm-hmm. and would it be a B plus or would it be a probably yeah, who knows? Sometimes when you do more, then you get more tired and you you know you aren't as fresh and yeah. You know, and and yeah. there was only limited time. It was either right. stop now and post it, or stop now and don't post it. Well, and you chose the right choice. Yeah. Well, and and now I'm able to move on, and it's like okay, you know, it's it, I'm going to keep playing with it. I'm going to, which brings me to the second point that I want to talk about today mm-hmm. is having a playful attitude. Exactly. And, you know, that's really kind of what I'm looking at. It's like, how can I, this is fun. I mean, I love that feeling of accomplishment when I learned how to do the podcast because it takes, it takes recording. It takes finding the platforms. It find it takes editing. It takes, um, you know, right now we've just started putting things on YouTube and figuring mm-hmm. out how to do a thumbnail. And now I would like to start getting into having an intro and an outro on our YouTube. And it's like those kinds of things are something that I think kids, you know, and teenagers, because we always say, oh, they're so technologically savvy. And oh, I'm just so far behind in the game. Well, I'm just taking those little chunks and going, mm, I can play with this part, you know, and have fun with it. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous that you know how to do all that stuff. And here I am just reaping the rewards of your knowledge. You know, it's wonderful. Don't ever let me go. (laughs) Well, like when we did our 30 day journaling journey, um, I did a little intro with the four of us, um, a little video, and then I put it all together. And then I had music and yet you could hear us talking. And I was like, okay, so how do you turn off all those talkings? How do we make those videos silent so that my music will play over it? And, you know, it's 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 having a playful attitude um, makes the process fun. And 
And it's the way kids learn and why exactly. we suddenly need to feel like we need to be like experts at something or not even try it or do stuff with such seriousness. This is not a job. I this think is- generally, I mean, we could analyze it to death and I could overthink it real easily, but I think a lot of it comes from just having, you know, instructors and people that wanted us to do things perfectly. And you don't, with technology, there's no such thing. I mean, you can't be afraid to push the button or you're going to be screwed, right? Yes. So just your willingness to try it this way. Well, that didn't work. Well, let's try it this way. Oh, oh, that was better. Let's try it this way. Oh, there we go. That's how it's supposed to be. And you know, I've even started to think just because I think this is awful or eh, doesn't mean other people are going to think it's awful. There are some YouTube and, and podcast creators that have gajillion followers and I look at it and, it's a go, and I go, what? What's <laughs> going on here? It's like they don't do any fluff. They they take a shot and they throw it online and people eat it up. And it's like they're not they're not stuck at all in in this feeling of having to reach a, a certain level of expertise. They're just mm-hmm. having fun and playing. And, and I, people, people love that. I always think of Brett sense. Favre, who had more fun playing football than Brett Favre. And, and you know, <laughs> I had not really looked at that as a concept in the sport game, but I've said that to my son so many times when he's saying, oh, I'm just not playing well. I go, hey, what are you in, what are you in it for? Go out there and have fun. That's what it's about. Have fun. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're enjoying what you're doing. And the the skill will come. I mean, he's got the skill, but he's just, he just got this Matthew? like, yeah, he got this overthinking attitude that I've got. You know, he overthinks every shot. And if it's not perfect and it's like, no, 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 no. Go play the sport you love and have fun doing it. And pretty soon you you won't be conscious of Matthew, you'll be conscious of how well you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that holds true. It's, it's just have a playful attitude. If you're not having fun doing it, and like with this writing, I mean, you and I, when we sat in those restaurants and wrote on those stupid subjects, we had a ball doing that. And mm-hmm. we'd read them back to each other and we'd just sit there and giggle till our food got cold. It was really pretty funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I think if, if, people aren't having fun with their writing. That's why. I mean, I mean, writing can be hard and can be challenging, but there should be a feeling of, I don't know, accomplishment. And that maybe there's a different sense that you're looking for instead of, um, well, that's you know. why journaling is so much fun. There's no expectation to journaling. Yeah. Journaling yeah. is just getting those thoughts from your mind to the paper. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. And yet you start reading some of the things you journaled about. And I I know for me, they've been ideas for things I wanted to write about for either the the podcast or for our blog or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe and they'll, it's, they'll, they'll have another life in something else is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't expect that. I had no expectation in the journal, mm-hmm. but I was able to take that and use it successfully in another area. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, have a playful attitude. I agree with you so heartily. I mean, life is too short to do things that are so serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's screaming, mom, mom, come, come. I always said the same thing. Are you bleeding? Possibility <laughs> of death? No. Okay. Then get up, brush yourself off and keep going. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's really the truth with me. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. So then our third thing we were going to talk about is being open to pleasant surprises. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we do, um, we really um, have this attitude when we write as sidetrack sisters. Mm -hmm. So I made a statement the other night, you know, we get together, I was just going to see if I could find it and pull it out. And we have a list of all the topics that we can choose for the pre for the next month. So Michelle mm-hmm. comes up with, she lists out all the brainstorm from our free offering. Um, if you go to sidetracksisters.com, you can sign up for um, our monthly writing prompt suggestions. Mm-hmm. There's one, one for, for every day. For every day. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we take that that those suggestions and we vote on them, which are the four that we want to work on for the next month. Mm-hmm. And... And I said, it doesn't matter to me, you know, which ones we ultimately pick because I can write about anything mm-hmm. and because I can look at it from all different angles. <laughs> and, and what's always interesting is sometimes the ones that I did not vote for turn out to be really great writings. And I the find best ones, really yeah. interesting angles, something totally, you know, it's like, oh, you know, um, what was the one that we were talking about this past week? Well, like I, dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. or collections. I really don't have collections. I don't either. You and know? I thought, oh, this is going to be a real bust. That's the other thing is we'll sit down at dinner and we've been told what the the topic is for that mm-hmm. night. And we'll say, who came up with this? <laughs> this I mean, <laughs> whose idea was this? And Michelle is so organized. She's so amazing. Exactly. She keeps us honest. She looks back yeah. and says, well, Judy, this okay. was yeah. you and Lisa that said See, this. Here, here, here's the sheet. Okay. And there's our suggestions our and our votes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, it's and just- so, you know, this month we're going to be writing about what is your astrological sign and how does it match who you are. I have absolutely no idea. I'm going to have to research a little bit about who I'm supposed to be on that one so I can write about it intelligently. But yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard say, well, I'm a Virgo, so that's the way I am, you know? And it's like, well, I'm a Sagittarius. What does that mean? I have no idea what being a Sagittarius means. Are you really a Sagittarius? I am. Yes, the archer. Wow. There's that, that you research that one. That's a real interesting sign. <laughs> well, see, I think that was a whole 70s thing. And I'm just a little bit too late for that. I mean, mm-hmm. it was important to know your sign, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what a Sagittarius being a Sagittarius means. Well, do you I remember don't... Chris? Chris was yeah. a Sagittarius. Okay. And, and it, both my very... sister and my husband are uh, Taurus, the bull. And I'm an Aries. I can, oh, your sister, the Taurus, that's just perfect for Craig and Michelle. Craig and Michelle get on each other, but they're so much alike. That's they're the bullheaded, problem. right? Isn't that kind mm-hmm. of a Taurus? Pretty of- much, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my son, I think, isn't Matthew, is he a Gemini? I'm not sure. Gemini is a twin. Well, what we're getting at here is, I don't know what we're going to write about, but remember when um, last year we wrote about our spirit animal? We had oh. so much fun with that. And um, I think that was one where I said, who came up with this one? Yeah. And it was like, who knew? But it was <laughs> such a cool writing. Yes. And even last night or when we were at the meeting, I said um, when we were doing um, the the poetry one, I you are the poet. The, the three of the rest of us are not. But that was I said, you know, 
we really, I mean, I love the fact that we have a constraint, you know, we have a set published date, you know, we, we don't have more than a week to, to fluff that after it's done. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't procrastinate when we're writing it because we've got 15 minutes. Yes. And so you get your first thoughts down and then you have something to kind of play with the next few days until it's your published day. And We've had so many pleasant surprises. We I think really there have. was one time we Michelle really wrote have. like three sentences and mm-hmm. that was it. But in, you know, in, in, in two books worth of writing, you know, for one of the writings to be three sentences long. That's amazing. I think that's that amazing. says something. You know, and the four of us, I would honestly say, I don't think any of us considered ourselves natural writers. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we all had beginnings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that my sister had, I heard her say many times, oh, I can't write. And she's probably one of the best of the writers. And she's she's got this really she can be sarcastic and snarky, but she also finds really fun words to put things together. And, well, I, just and I think she also that. says, you know, I don't care what they think, you know, mm-hmm. and she puts down what she wants to put down. There have been a couple of times it's like, Ooh, do you really want to say it that way? Ooh, uh-huh. you know, Ooh, ouch. Yeah. There. And she's like, that's what I want to put. It. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's your writing. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had to vote on a most improved, I would say it's Michelle. Oh, yeah. She takes everything that mm-hmm. people give her as far as constructive uh, feedback, mm-hmm. and she puts that into her writing, and the next one is better, and the next one is better, and the next one is so fun, because mm-hmm. now, I mean, she has that organized mind, yes. and she just definitely can take that input and put it to work for her better good, and I think that's such a huge asset, so mm-hmm. I think that's a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I also say that you need a judge other than yourself, because mm-hmm. you're never going to think you're good enough. Hmm. As maybe I mean maybe some people go oh, I'm damn good you know maybe Jack Patterson or James Patterson I can't even say his name right but you know but some of those people must know by now that they're pretty they're pretty good um, <laughs> I mean Stephen King admits he's pretty weird but you know there's different ones that <laughs> but I think it is a pleasant surprise that mm-hmm. e- and each of us have totally different styles yes. Yes, exactly. And we have totally different ways of putting things on paper. But you know what? There's not one of us that's right and the other ones are wrong. We're all just different. And that's what makes the world go round. That's what makes it so much fun. Yeah. And have you ever looked back at your own journals and like from a specific time and thought, damn, mm-hmm. I, that was really good. I really wrote that well. Um you know, I have done that, and I've also done that in a situation where um, I was organizing paperwork that I wanted to hang on to from a job that I'd had. Mm-hmm. And I'll look back at a, a, a marketing letter I wrote. I'd look back at a, a, a letter I wrote, you know, an apology letter, you know, something like that, and I'll read it, and I think, Wow, that was good. That well, yeah. that was nice, yeah. you know. And I'm gonna hang on to that because I'll never find <laughs> it again. But I... <laughs> Are you surprised that I'm gonna hang on to that? No, not at all. Not at all. I know. I know. So yeah. we do have where we're, we are, and I think you can only have pleasant surprises <clears throat> when you are willing to have 
bad stuff. Or I was going to say, say shitty first drafts. <laughs> That's something that. Um, with, Who says that? You know, I think teachers say that you have to be willing to have shitty first drafts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've thought about it a hundred times in teaching first graders to write um, because even first graders want to be good before mm-hmm. they put their thoughts down on paper mm-hmm. and encouraging them to just start writing is a challenge is a challenge. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. a battle that, that I helped kids fight for 30 years in the classroom and sure. it was so awesome. And I remember at the end of the school year, handing their journals over to their parents saying, do not lose this. This mm-hmm. is so precious. And, um, you know, I still have the little books that Matt wrote when he was in first and second grade. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're books about his interests at that time. You know, yes. one was about trains and one was, well, one was about space um, aliens and stuff. And I mean, and I read them and I think, you know, they're brief, but they're really good. They're really well thought out. And today he is still an excellent writer. So, um, and I've talked about it on, on, um, the cards that he he gives me for Mother's Day and Christmas, mm-hmm. I always cry. And mm-hmm. you know, I you used don't to cry. Do that. It's not well done. Yes, I I know. And it, so it's like, mm-hmm. be be willing to you know pull those thoughts out and be a beginner. Have a playful attitude, and you're going to be open to some super surprises, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, you are. So, okay, Judy, it's been lovely talking to you. I've enjoyed it too. I have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about, but we'll pick up where we're left off. We'll figure it out. We will. Okay. Love you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, you've got to come over to Sidetrack Sisters and join our membership. It's a year-long program that gives you writing topics and encouragement for your own legacy project. We will provide guidance and support as you record your thoughts and stories over the course of 52 weeks. Then, at the end of the year, we will publish your writing in a beautiful keepsake book. So, join us at SidetrackSisters.com. We'd love to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into your memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.